0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: A lot of people ask you, who was your favorite? I say Mm -hmm. all of them. Okay. (laughs) Very diplomatic response. Exactly. He came out of his uh, office and I gave him a quick hug and I told President
0: uh, Bush we were going to be okay. Wait, I have a question. How do they do that? Was that how it was all supposed to work? Okay, but why? In this podcast, I ask the questions, you get the answers. I'm Abby Eden. This is Abby Asks. So I am joined today by Wanda Joel, and the name of the podcast is Abby Asks. And so today I'm asking what it's like to serve on Air Force One, because what an incredible and unique experience you have had that only really a few dozen people have ever had the chance to do. Um, so Wanda, you were the first African-American woman to serve as a flight attendant on Air Force One. Yes. What is the gravity of that for you? How, um, how does that make you feel to know that you were the first and you paved the way for other women?
1: Exactly, I feel like I made an accomplishment for sure. I mean, just to get hired on Air Force One was a blessing and then to just to make the history of being the first African-American woman, you know, it's just accomplishment in my life that I felt like I would never have dreamed to have made it that far. But the opportunity presented itself. I had my clearance. Uh, I was there at the right time. I kind of did what I was supposed to do. So it just worked itself out
0: <laughs> well and you were very dedicated and you really wanted this position and you worked really
1: hard to get where you were exactly exactly I've wanted to fly airplanes since a little girl so just you know to just work my work my way up to Air Force One I mean who would ever dream it would have happened so
0: yeah okay your first flight on Air Force One what was it like anything remarkable happen you know, I think I was probably pinching myself the whole time mm-hmm. in
1: my hair because before I really got hired permanently, I was an augmentee. So I flew like part-time on there so I could feel it out, mm-hmm. and, and they were feeling me out mm-hmm. to see if I was a good fit to um, be a part of that organization. And um, I proved myself. I mean, I did what I was supposed to. I had all the qualifications that was required at mm-hmm. the time, and it was just, um, like I said, a blessing to just get hired
0: and what is it like on air force 1 is it is it serious is it sort of fun and relaxed or does it depend on the president you know, we try to
1: keep we keep our passengers comfortable. Mm-hmm. Safety first, because mm-hmm. we are flight attendants. We know the procedures because we're trained mm-hmm. to. Um, if we have any type of emergency, but of course, Air Force One, it's we have the best pilots mm-hmm. in the Air Force, and everyone's active duty Air Force military, and um, so we have the best crew chiefs. Anything breaks, anything they need service, and then for the flight attend- attendants aspect, we make sure that we have air- all their needs. I mean, we sit down and we of course we um, consult with the White House staff and we bring everything on board that the president might ask for his staff might ask for so it's just a comfortable environment because we have like I said they're getting ready to go to functions wherever we're traveling to so they want to be prepared for what they have to be prepared for so while they're on board and in the air we want to make them feel like they're at home
0: did you ever have any odd requests that needed to be on the flight
1: Sometimes some drinks I might if I was bartender on that particular trip, but they're not a lot of alcohol. But sometimes mm-hmm. I had to ask what goes in that since I'm not a drinker. <laughs> but as far as the meal request, nothing really uh, too elaborate. It's sure. simple
0: meals, simple stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so you worked for uh, President Bush clinton and obama correct on air force one i did both bushes both bushes well. okay mm-hmm. and did you have a president that you really felt like you clicked with a little bit more than maybe the others some
1: were some were a little more personable than others uh-huh. okay <laughs> but uh, there were a lot of people you, who was your favorite i say mm-hmm. all of them okay <laughs> very diplomatic response tra- exactly yeah because they treated us wonderful mm-hmm. and we got a lot of perks as well um as flight attendants we um sometimes got invited to the white house when we we're home we did uh Maybe the Fourth of July on the grounds in Washington, where wow. so you can see the monument on the Fourth of July. Sometimes we did the Easter egg roll right on the grounds. Oh, so you could cool. bring your kids. When my son was little, he got a chance. And then uh, when we flew into our hometowns or somewhere a city where we knew mm-hmm. had family, they'll allow them to come on board. And so that was nice. Like in, um, I'm from Bermuda originally, okay. so my family in Bermuda was able to come up and meet President Bush 41. He had wow. a summit down there, so that was nice.
0: Wow, what an experience. Yeah, so. That is really neat. Uh, what, a favorite meal, for example, of, of any particular president, does that stand out to you? Did one president really like to have a burger and fries on flights? Or? Yeah, sometimes they just wanted to have an
1: unhealthy meal. Okay. <laughs> so we, but the president, we always brought extra uh, choices. Okay. Like if we were going to have a salmon dinner and he just wanted to have a sandwich. We always had chicken salad, tuna salad, egg salad available, always ready on every flight. And then we'll have a main course, but we would give him options to have a second choice, of course, if he wanted to eat. Sometimes we had it on hold to serve him later, sure. depending on the uh, time of day. And and we're doing sometimes three meals a day. We could right. be doing breakfast, we're going to Japan, we're going overseas. Um, we did the pro- surprise visit to Iraq with President mm-hmm. Bush, and. We had to get Thanksgiving dinner ready. Oh, wow. So we did a whole Thanksgiving spread on the way
0: from Iraq, on the way home, we served that meal. How memorable. His, the president and staff, yes. Wow. Yeah, and that that's a lot of responsibility. You don't want to mess up Thanksgiving dinner for anybody, let exactly. alone the president. Exactly. But we have three cook. We have two galleys. Mm-hmm. So we have a cook in
1: each galley, a middle person, and then we have a bar person that takes care of the beverages. Wow. So the, the cook is taking care of the entrees, mm-hmm. and the middle's doing the salads and desserts, and and getting the trays ready and if I'm in the aisle they'll get the tray ready for me to serve to the pastors on the other side of the door.
0: (laughs) Wow that's what a neat experience and you were aboard Air Force One with President Bush during the terrorist attacks on 9-11. Yes. What was that like?
1: Oh that whole um, day I guess for everyone everywhere in America was uh, just shocking Mm-hmm. Um, we had to set the a- atmosphere as first, get safety in mind, because we were going to take off and didn't know where we were going, of course, when the president got the word and came back on board. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't really chaotic, but I guess they were trying to make decisions of where we were going to go mm-hmm. for his safety first. Right. And we put everything on hold as far as our meal service, our aisle service, and we, would just, we just stood back, and whatever they needed um, for us to do, as flight attendants, we kind of just waited around and um, saw what was next. But I was able to console the president because mm-hmm. I was one of the uh, senior staff flight attendants up front that day. Mm-hmm. And he came out of his uh, office, and I gave him a quick hug, and I told President um, Bush we are going to be okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he, I had to kind of reassure him that day because I felt his pain. It was so emotional, and everyone was, uh, didn't know what was next. And we had a lot of people on board that had family at the Pentagon. Oh, wow, wow. And they couldn't use their phones and oh. make calls and check on their loved ones. And I don't know who was in the world trade. They might have had family back in New York. Sure. So it was that kind of um, day, like, just can't wait to get home, make sure everybody's okay.
0: Oh, definitely. So, yeah, it
1: was kind of one of those moments.
0: And granted, you know you're going to have some um, difficult moments when you sign up to work on Air Force One. But right. did you i would imagine that had to be one of the hardest days yeah 911 was one of the hardest days ever
1: yes yeah. that's so
0: what a what a horrible experience but also what a what an amazing opportunity for you to get to speak to the president on that level
1: exactly yeah um, i think it was just the people that were supposed to be on board were there mm-hmm. to um, just you know perform our duties that day in the way we would trained, mm-hmm. you know, safety first and comfort. Mm-hmm. That's what we're taught as flight attendants. So it came into action. Thank yeah. God we didn't have any emergencies. Right. You know, we had protection. We had the uh, fighters escorts, mm-hmm. which was nice. And we were supposed to be the only plane in the air. So that was even nice to know right. that we were protected all around. So that was good. A um, couple of memorable, another memorable event, uh, King Hussein's funeral. We had four presidents on Air Force One at one time. Wow! And I was able to be on that flight. So President Clinton was in office, and I had President Bush, President Ford, and President Carter in our senior staff compartment, which is where the top four would be seated on that uh-huh. particular trip, and President Clinton. So that was neat, to, to see four presidents at one time. Oh, As a matter of fact, President Bush 41... Daddy Bush, we called him. Uh He asked me to go get President Clinton's autograph for him. And I was like, wow, you were the former
0: president. You want me to get his
1: autograph. (laughs) That was pretty neat for me to, you know, to go take the book up front. That was pretty neat.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... What other memorable experiences? When, when people say, oh, because I know yeah. at cocktail parties, et cetera, people want to know all your stories. Right, right. And I'm sure there are some things you just can't talk about. But yeah. any any other memorable things that really stick out to you when you look back on your time on Air Force One?
1: Uh, so we had a lot of different presidential guests, which mm-hmm. was nice, to meet some actors and athletes. We had... Um, I remember meeting producer Quincy Jones, oh, wow. and of course we flew a lot of a lot of uh, senators and congressmen that was uh-huh. invited. Because if you were in Washington, uh-huh. and the, we were going to their state, uh-huh. they will invite them and their families on board. I've had uh, the King Martin Luther King's children um, on board going back to Atlanta one time for an event. Uh, President Clinton had um, I think they had the whole cast one time of West Wing really so the the, <laughs> the, the uh, sitcom, this tv show the TV yeah show we had the whole taking them back to um california wherever they were recording uh-huh. whatever they were doing in in uh, washington at the time
0: i mean i know so, it was a hit show but i mean yeah, come on adore- you deal with presidents day yeah, right. in day out that couldn't right. have been that exciting for you right, <laughs> right. but they
1: had so tons of uh, i have a whole list of different passenger manifests who was going to be on board and we'll see it at before they entered, so that was nice. We got to see who was coming on that particular trip.
0: Did any of them leave you starstruck? Any of the guests that you got to serve? some um, not really. You know, yeah. it was just like
1: it was just nice to meet, you know, we had like I said, um Carl Ripton. I think he was a baseball player. Okay. Cal Ripton. Okay. So that was nice to see Inhart. Inhart, wasn't he the racer? Inhart was I think the Steve, car Steve, help race. us out here. Car uh Inhart from North Air Carolina. Air Earhart, okay, yeah. So okay. that was nice to meet Dale and Dale, yes. Dale, Dale and uh-huh. So met his family and um, I'm trying to think some more baseball players. Or uh, Cicely Tyson was on board. Okay, um, people probably met Family Matters. Uh, Steve Urkel. Oh, Steve <laughs> Urkel. Okay, okay. Yeah, we were in California, and like I said, when we land, sometimes people could come up. We did a lot uh-huh. of tours. Uh huh. If we had like three or four hours or more on the ground. Wow. So a lot of uh, crew members have family, and like I said, if they knew an actor or athlete, they would bring them up. And we always did tours on Air Force One, so, wow. so that was nice.
0: What was your schedule like? Did you have to work Monday through Friday? Were you just always on call, or on call, how yes. was that?
1: Yes. Well, back in the day when I got hired, mm-hmm. <laughs> 24 years, uh, we had pagers. Okay. So if we're home and I did an office duty that day because we're still in the military, so we had to go in and do our military requirements. Okay. But, and uh, we have the schedule for flying maybe 30 days out sometimes. Okay. But a lot of times you have to be spontaneous. Sure. The president wants to go see Katrina, you okay. know, the, the natural disaster happen, mm-hmm. or you might have a national, some, some uh, breaking news somewhere, and we said, "Okay, I watch CNN." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, oh, "The president's gonna want to go see that or right. go to the family to give his condolences when they had different um, tragedies. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a serial killer or some craziness somewhere, sure. and um, he wanted to go console the families." And we'll know that we had to pack up and go. Right now, not now for the first Iraq visit for President Bush mm-hmm. when he 43 when he went to Iraq the first time. We didn't know where we were going. Oh wow! So we were in Waco just relaxing he was uh-huh. home relaxing on uh um, for the holiday I guess it was around Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and so that was a, a short notice trip that we had to just pack we didn't really pack our bags we just got on board and 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 uh they told us on board where we were going wow so you had to kind of stay close when sure. we landed say we were in in Houston or California we kind of you could go about 30 miles away in case he had to depart a quick departure
0: sure it was amazing so. I mean what a what an interesting life (laughs) that 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 must have um, made for you
1: yeah so you just know that you're on call at all times and did you
0: you like that sort of chaos the the spontaneous nature of it all i guess i was used to it Uh since
1: i had flown so long and then i moved up as a manager so it's kind of like okay you always know you're dedicated to this military you're in the military service Mm -hmm. for one that's our Mm commander-in-chief you know and so we had to serve him and if he had to leave you know, that was your job, so you just had to
0: have a bag ready. Were you ever scared? I mean, especially, I would imagine, going to Iraq and, and, and not knowing even where you were going. They told you, we can't tell you. Right. Was that frightening?
1: Well, some country. well, we did stayed on
0: board. Okay.
1: Uh, we, they, we were able to go outside and touch ground, just mm-hmm. to say we've been there. But right. Iraq, I didn't really want to stay out too long. Sure. So, But some countries we had, even as crew members, we had to have... Um, uh, briefings mm-hmm. where to go where not to go what's going on and just stay close in at the hotel and yeah some countries you felt a little uneasy sure you know the things going on in the world today but we uh we had each other's uh, support and then we had our protection so
0: <laughs> and he works with a lot of the First Ladies very closely as well. Uh, what was that experience like? I did. I was superintendent of the First Lady operation. They made wow. me superintendent.
1: So I had, I made my own crew, like sort of pulled oh, wow. uh, extra flight attendants. It depended on the size of the airplane. Uh-huh. If I had um, a DC-9 at the time, I needed maybe four flight attendants. So I would take one or two Air Force One flight attendants with me. And then we have a squadron of more flight attendants to take care of the vice president. The senator and congressman wow. so they were they would be on board as well mm-hmm. but they always wanted an air force one flight attendant with them because on air force one we knew what they liked okay and um, first ladies were very nice i had mrs uh, michelle obama took miss hillary clinton mrs laura bush all over europe africa asia and sometimes they'll bring the girls their, mm-hmm. their kids um and then um sometimes they'll travel alone just their staff a small airplane, a a C-20, they would call it, a Gulfstream. So it would be maybe uh, 14 of them, their Secret Service, and then their staff. And they were easy to take care of. They were so nice.
0: Was it a different vibe, taking the First Ladies versus the Presidents? Yeah, it was a different vibe, actually. Uh (laughs) 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 How so? Did um, Did you feel like maybe it was less stressful, or was it maybe just as stressful, but just a different... Different type of stress, I okay. guess, because you have his the first lady, right? <laughs> so right. you don't want to mess up the president's uh, <laughs> of the first
1: lady mission because they will get back to home. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but um, you know, the, like I said, they would take us, and we always had our kids ready, mm-hmm. like what we'll, we'll take prepare them before we uh, we uh, took off, mm-hmm. and we had everything they would have on Air Force One. Okay, so whatever she'll need, from her jacket to her her favorite meal, her favorite dish, Mm -hmm. and it make her feel like she was still on Air Force One, but it was just a separate,
0: separate mission. When you look back on all of your years of service, um, is there anything you miss? I miss flying. I miss the crews. We had Mm -hmm. good crews, a very close crews, Mm because we spent long days together. Right. We're on the
1: road, and so I miss that.
0: It's an elite group, too. Not, Not a lot of people
1: understand what your job was like. Exactly, and not everyone gets to get tired, right. to be a part of that. So we were like a family.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, so I miss that, and mm-hmm. the Christmas parties, and the get-togethers, and just the functions we used to do as the, as the, uh, mil- the military family stays in touch. Mm-hmm. So we have reunions. I want to say another one. Every two or three years, they do, like they call it a sandbox reunion back at Andrews. <laughs> they do a golf tournament and all that, so it's nice to see the crew again. But I miss flying with, the, of course, the presidents, and mm-hmm. serving the presidents, and the travel was number one. I love traveling, so... You have to, it sounds def- like. Yes, exactly. And I always liked traveling. Coming from Bermuda was, like, just, you know, a part of the, my experience on the first flight. So. It was leg one of exactly. your years of travel. <laughs> exactly. Six years old, leaving Bermuda, and I was like, oh, I love this. I'm going to do this when I get older, and held on to that dream, and I did it. And I applied for other airline commercial airlines mm-hmm. at the time, and a lot was going under and laying off and sure. downsizing, so... When I joined the Air Force, I said they got to have airplanes somewhere. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, but not knowing they had flight attendants in the Air Force, I didn't know at all.
0: I didn't know that either. Yeah. Honestly, I, I guess I just right. never thought about it.
1: Right. A lot of people think that the uh, flight attendants are civilians. They don't know that right. we're active duty Air Force. Right. Yeah, so the Air Force takes care of presidents. You have the Marines, I believe, they take care of Marine One. Mm-hmm. They bring him to us. Wow. They, from the White House, they bring him to Andrews, Marine okay. One, and he, he, uh, gets on board there so everyone has a different and i'm sure the navy does something with the courier
0: and stuff so and what advice do you have um we'll have young women Mm -hmm. uh or and young men who are listening to us who think man she's amazing she really paved the way uh what advice do you have to young people who are um wanting what seems to be an impossible dream I tell well.
1: I spoke to a school just before I came to Mm -hmm. Kansas, and I I was telling the young it was little seven younger kids. Mm -hmm. But even when I speak to middle schools and high schools, I tell them first of all, do the right thing, Mm -hmm. um, because you never know whatever job you want in the future. You know, if they have to go back and do a background check, and nowadays I tell them they have all this social media, with the Facebook and uh, the Twitter and the Instagram and. All that other stuff. I said, be careful what you put out there. Um, Don't threaten nobody. Don't do nothing bad. Watch who you associate with. Because, like I said, whatever dream job you want later, it could be not just the president of the United States, but you could have a job that requires a clearance, Mm -hmm. a high clearance, because I had a White House, Yankee White, they call it. Wow. And so to get that, they went and did a background check all the way to my middle school. They went around my parents' house to see how they were living. They... You know, they're undercover, making sure the neighborhood look good and clean. So wow. I just encourage young people to just try to do the right thing, make the right choices. And then they could be whatever they wanna be right. and do whatever they wanna do and accomplish in life. You know, so you have one life to live, so fulfill it and do the right thing.
0: Yeah. Make it count. Exactly. You have certainly have no done regrets. That. Absolutely. Yes, my
1: dream came true. And if I could do it and be the first African American woman, on Air Force One, wanted to be a flight attendant since a little girl. Look what
0: door opened. So I couldn't have asked for a better uh, career. Well, it is such an honor to meet you, such a pleasure. I could talk your ear off. We could ask all sorts of questions. But um, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. And I hope that all of you out there um, learned a little something from Wanda. And, again, she's going to be at the Truman Library tonight starting at 6 o'clock. There's going to be a special event out there. So uh, if you want to go, you can meet her tonight. Otherwise, if you're listening to this and it is not February 28th, then uh, you've missed the event. But uh, you did learn something from Wanda. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me.